You heard you could save big when you bundle home and auto with Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw a link for a survey about which type of bread you are. And now you're on question 17, barely scratching the surface of your bread identity. You always thought of yourself as a brioche, but are you actually more of a pumpernickel? Ah, yes. They said it was easy to save money bundling with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. We're back. It's time for this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast. My name is Kunal. And my name is Mithila. And guys, this is a special episode because we actually have Red Bull Racing's newest and latest recruit to their junior driver program, Jehan Daruwala, with us. Woohoo! Yeah. And guys, I'm doing all the talking right now because I think very soon you all know that Kunal is going to take over my spot on this podcast. Well, how do you decide that it's me who's actually taking your spot on the show and not... Jehan, I really want to <laughs> it's know. It's always you, Kunal. <laughs> well, I spoke to Jehan Daruwala a few days ago after he announced his Formula 2 plans and that he had joined the prestigious and illustrious Red Bull Junior Driver Program. Yeah, and guys, uh, you all should all know this. Kunal has been going on and on and on about this because he has actually been following Jehan's career in motorsport since Jehan was like, what, 11 years old or something. Yes, he was yeah. 11 and that actually means it's almost 10 years ago. And I still remember the first day of his trials for the Force India Driver Academy, the one from A Billion Hunt that we organized across India. And I confess, I have been following his career progression closely ever since. And it's just so exciting to see a junior driver, you know, literally grow up the ranks and take each step and, you know, succeed through the ladder of motorsport, as it we call it. It is really so exciting. And Kunal, in fact, Jehan is one of the few drivers who've been on the driver development program of not one, but two Formula One teams. And that itself is pretty incredible. It is, actually. And for Jehan's episode, I also exchanged correspondence with the famous Helmut Marco to try and find out what he thought of Jehan. But all of that to follow in the next few minutes. And uh, while we're at it, I'd just like to add a comment for all our non-Indian listeners. Yeah, and we've actually got so many of you guys tuning in all the way from the United States of America, from Australia, even from Norway and Sweden. Um, and so guys, for you all, this is in- interesting because Jehan talks about joining the Red Bull uh, junior team and you know how it all unfolded for him. But this also really helps us understand how Red Bull Racing thinks of its junior drivers, you know, for its Formula One program, how they establish targets, for example, and just how competitive this year's Formula Two grid actually is. Yes, and for all you know, and I, I am really hoping for it, we are speaking to one of the title contenders for this year's Formula 2 championship, if you if we were to put it in that perspective, you know. But for now, here's a quick recap of what's actually happening in the world of Formula 1. The final day of testing is ahead of us. It's literally in 24 hours' time. Yes, but Kunal, I think more than that, I think people are waiting for the Netflix season to drive to survive uh, launch to happen. Yes, I just realized I am in Gothenburg this weekend, which means that I will only have to see it next week. Yeah, but you better see it before we record our next episode because I'm sure that that show is going to be the talk of the town all the way to we go racing in Australia. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. and also Kunal, not so good news coming in uh, that 
that the races in Bahrain and Vietnam could actually be impacted by the coronavirus scare. Yes, I in fact also read that the Melbourne promoters have left it to the government to make a decision if at all the virus impact is sort of felt there as well. And I think it's pretty crazy that for all the hype of 22 races in 2020, we could actually have 20 races or worse, even less than that. And guys, remember, this is not official news. I'm only sharing what I think might just happen because of the wretched coronavirus. Yes, and the other expected news was of Fernando Alonso actually joining hands with McLaren for this year's Indy 500. Kunal, can you believe it? Like, this is Fernando Alonso's second reunion with McLaren. I mean, he parted ways with the team only a few months ago and now he's back. Yeah, just that his second reunion actually took much lesser time than his first one. Like, yeah. it was a quick U-turn. Yeah, and but uh, this reunion is only and only for Indy 500 because uh, Zac Brown has confirmed that there's no Formula 1 return possible for Alonso. Thank heavens. And this is exactly where I think Fernando Alonso's Honda comments are biting him in the back. Backside, literally, because he's unable to get his backside into a Honda-powered <laughs> cockpit, right? And uh, it also isn't surprising that he is back with McLaren for his Indy 500 bid. Guys, remember, he's gunning for the Triple Crown, and the Indy 500 is the only only race left for him to win, to sort of be owning the Triple Crown, right? Yeah, but Kunal, speaking of Formula 1, can you imagine Alonso's luck? Because now McLaren, they're recovering, and they're going to be Mercedes-powered from next year, and there's no way he's returning to McLaren now. Well, Alonso might be the most naturally gifted racer on the planet, but he's also the unluckiest double world champion in Formula One. Which was actually one of the uh, episode names of a previous podcast. And I think that was a very popular podcast. Yes, and I must say, Mithila, you are a very ardent listener. You remember previous episode names. <laughs> How can I forget? <laughs> yes, and uh, look at Fernando Alonso's situation even now. He is a free agent. He's up for hire, basically. He's made all the right noises to try and get Ferrari, Mercedes and even Red Bull to hire him, right? In fact, he's got Liberty Media trying to get him a seat in Formula One, but absolutely no one is interested. And on the other hand, I'd imagine that Formula E is just waiting to welcome Alonso with open arms. I'm guessing they'd like give him a stake in the series or something for <laughs> all we know. Well, he'll do a Nico Rosberg, except that Nico Rosberg doesn't race in Formula E. You know, he just does exclusive demo runs each time a new generation car is launched by Formula E. Right? <laughs> okay, guys. So anyway, before I hand over to Kunal and Jehan for the rest of the episode, uh, here's a quick reminder of what we will speak about in the next episode. Wow, we are already uh, making yeah. commitments of like We're next week's episode. Thinking ahead, guys. And this is apart from everything that, you know, we liked and disliked from the season uh, two of Drive to Survive, which we will anyway talk about. And apart from the Netflix show, we will actually get some funny bits and pieces and statistics from testing. And you know, Mithila, it is that time of the year again when someone just decides to release, you know, reported driver salaries for 2020. It's not an official document. It's just what someone believes the salaries could be or are or has sort of dreamed about. And that's it. Then it sort of becomes a talk of the Internet and every website and social media handle you know, reports it as though their official number. So we have our own take on the reported numbers, which could be fake or official. <laughs> we don't care, but we have our own take on... We have an opinion anyway. Yeah, on everything, right? On yeah. how much Sebastian Vettel is going to be earning in 2020. Like we said a few episodes ago, he actually commands the big bucks, despite all those pins. 
True. Can you believe it? I can't. But also, guys, on a more personal note, we are working on this whole exciting new look and feel for our show, and you know we're going to have like new logos and new artworks and lots of exciting stuff. And if any of you all really want to kind of preview all of this before we take it live, write to us via our Facebook page, and we'd be happy to share it with you. You will get an exclusive access to our upcoming artwork that's being designed by a very talented graphic designer called Prerna Pasin. Thanks, Prerna. Thank and you. In fact, guys, we're also working on a merchandise design store. So if everything goes well in the <laughs> next few weeks or months, we'll have a merchandise design store called the Inside Line Racing Store. Yay! Yeah, Kunal, I'm just like not surprised that you went and leaked our 2020 season plans. But I mean, okay. I didn't know when we were going to make it <laughs> official, so I thought might as well just say. No time it. like now. <laughs> anyway, guys, it's time to have Jehan Darwala on our show. And with that, over to you, Kunal, and you, Jehan. Thank you, Mithila. And before I replay my conversation with Jehan, here's two things to keep in mind. First, this is what Helmut Marko said about Jehan, and I'm going to read out his quote. He said, "Jehan has proved his talent and speed in various junior categories. We are always looking for young drivers who have the talent to make it to Formula One internationally. 2020 will be a season where Jehan can and has to show." in formula 2 that he has the potential to make it to formula 1 but as always in the red bull junior team it is performance that will decide how to proceed and i was just reading a quote from dr helmut marko yeah i mean that's an incredible quote and actually that quote has helmut marko written all <laughs> over it it's so characteristic yes the second point to keep in mind is our audio quality for this conversation To most of you guys it will seem as though I was in the studio while Jehan was speaking to me and you know hosting this podcast with me via his pit to car radio but it's not right we've done our best to level the audio out and make it as crisp and clear but here's time to bring on Jehan Daruwala he is India's finest single seater racer he is India's best hope to making and becoming a formula 1 driver in the near future and he is the latest recruit to the red bull junior team hi jayan it's lovely to have you back on our show i remember the last time you were here it was during your just before your formula 3 season and you're now finally graduating to formula 2 it's one step away from formula 1 but the big deal the big opportunity here is that now you're a red bull racing junior driver so what is going through your mind right now because i know the fans are over the moon hearing this announcement uh- Yeah, I'm actually very, very excited. It's a big opportunity for me towards my career. Uh, in my career, it's obviously uh, my aim is to get to Formula One, and now uh, the platform is there for me. So it's a big deal for me. I'm one step away now, and uh, I just hope I can have a very good season this year. So you know, the 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 first question that came to my mind when I read about the the you know. Uh, read about your announcement and i know we exchanged a few messages uh, many weeks before and i was asking jian what's happening when you going to announce so i'm glad you kept the suspense okay but the first question that came to my mind was did you get one of those famous early morning calls from dr helmut marko i mean it wasn't quite like that uh, obviously i had a very good season in f3 it, it was noticed by probably him and also other people so yeah we got in touch through a mutual contact and uh, then he wanted to have a meeting with me in Sochi so that's how we we met the first time and uh, yeah we we spoke about uh, stuff i was obviously uh, said that 
if an opportunity came up, I would grab it with both hands. So, I mean, that's how Rudy went about uh, having in the first place. I think the reason it took so long to become official after was because I obviously had knee injury and stuff. So, I needed to see how I was going to recover in time for the season. Yeah, that's interesting, you know, because the injury is all sorted now, I assume, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm fully fit to go. Okay, that's fantastic. And, you know, uh, while we keep talking about how big the Red Bull opportunity is, the, the truth also for your career progression and for all those who've been following you all these years is you're now in Formula 2, uh, you know, faster cars, it's going to be a debut season. There's definitely going to be more pressure given all the elements involved. You want to shed some light on your preparations? Yeah, so the thing is about Formula 2, what makes it the most difficult is uh, there's not a lot of testing. Uh, you basically have to do the pre-season testing and then turn up and be good. So it's quite difficult in that perspective. It gives the, I mean, the experience that was a lot more of an advantage. But it also makes it exciting for us as rookies to, to prove uh, that we can just come and deliver. So... Preparation-wise, I do as much as I can do in the simulator. Look at uh, videos, onboards, go through data and stuff. But now we have our first preseason test coming up in the next 10 days. So we'll totally know where we are uh, on those first few days. Right. And is is Red Bull sort of helping you in the preseason preparations? Do you have access to their simulator facilities? And, you know, do you have other engineering guidance, so to say, from the team? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be visiting the simulator a lot this year to help me prepare for my own races. Probably not so much for the F1 stuff, but just for my own stuff because I can't forget that I'm still in Formula 2 and that is my main focus to do well in Formula 2. True, true. And, you know, we keep also hearing about how Dr. Marco is such a target-driven person. And what are the targets that Red Bull has sort of put aside for you in 2020? I mean, obviously the target will be to finish in the top three, but uh, that would be my target. They have not set specific performance targets, but more targets to just see if I'm at the top all the, all the time. If you have mechanical failures, etc., you can easily not be up there in the championship. So it's more to see if I'm always, when I have the chance to deliver, I can deliver. So that's, main, that's mainly the thing. So you, what you mean is you're, they're going to track your progression and see how well you're adapting and so on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And you mentioned about the car and of course, you know, uh, it was pretty evident to a, lo- to a lot of us who follow your career and follow even what's happening in Formula 2 that you would go with Carlin. Okay, mm-hmm. but because those were one of the few competitive seats that were uh, left, right? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you're reuniting with uh, Carlin. You raced for them in Formula 3 for a couple of seasons. Lando Norris raced for them in Formula 2, right? In the year before he got promoted to Formula 1. Uh, what convinced you to actually go with uh, Carlin? Like, also, was it a Red Bull requirement or was it a decision you sort of made uh, by your own? I mean, it was always a discussion for me between Prama and with Carlin. Uh, clearly, that uh, with Prama, I didn't end up getting the seat. I knew quite early last year because it was going to be Robert, who I was leading the championship at one point, Rev got that seat. So. Correct. I knew I was not going to get the second seat knowing that Schumacher had it. So my my mind was clearly at Carlin at that stage. Anyways, it was a tough decision between Prema and Carlin, but then it made my choice quite easy. And uh, did did sort of Red Bull dictate such a decision? Well, because that discussion was also ongoing. Oh uh, no, this was uh, early on. I already decided that I was going to go to Carlin. Okay. And uh, yeah, 
just the fact that they've been super competitive in formula 2 they're team champions in 2018 yeah also super competitive in 2019 they didn't get the desired results they wanted but uh, the car seems super competitive the whole season so i'm quite confident that we can do well right and is it also one of the requirements of the junior team program to be sort of paired with another red bull junior like you have in uh, with you and Carlin? Um, I don't really think so. I don't know in detail, but I think that's just quite a coincidence that we are both in the same team. Okay, that's fantastic. But it's going to be great to see you in the Red Bull Racing Formula 1 colors in Formula 2 and, you know, cheering you up the ranks. But uh, it is a very competitive series. It's also a very competitive grid. Can you name three drivers who you think will be your key competitors? Yeah, I can name uh, quite a few drivers. I think a lot of good competitors. Uh-huh. Uh, Clearly, I think my competitors from last year are going to be my competitors this year again. So, my ex-teammates, Marcus and Robert. Right. And then I think there's going to be also quite a few more experienced drivers in the field who are Callum Eilert, Guan Yu Zhu, Luca Giotto, Matthew Shita, Deletras. So, a lot of good people are, are, are there who've done a year or two years in Formula 2. So, it's going to be a difficult season, but I'm really looking forward to the challenge. You know, the one name I'm wanting to see you go up against is Mick Schumacher because I I remember your rivalry with him through your days of karting and it's a big last name to go battling with, if I may put it that way, right? Yeah, it's true. I think Mick is, I completely forgot about him. He's definitely going to be uh, a big rival. Him being in the second year is going to be great. And also, I think my teammate I haven't mentioned because he's going to be a surprise, I think, out of the box. Uh, he only did FT last year. He used to race in Japan and he seems to be uh, very fast. Honda seemed to believe in him, so does uh, Red Bull. So uh, it would be a good battle between the two of us as well. That's fantastic. Is there anything you would like to say to the millions of fans who are actually cheering you through and through? I, I hope that the, the long wait was finally worth it. <laughs> because uh, I was eager to tell everyone, but you know how it is. You can't say anything till it's actually all announced. So now I'm glad I got it off my chest and I'm hope, I hope it was worth the wait for everyone. And uh, just uh, fingers crossed and we both have, we all can enjoy a good season together. Yeah, I'm glad you actually, you know, issued that clarification because I remember the couple of times you and I chatted and you weren't revealing much. I was sort of getting a little concerned whether it was your leg injury that was, you know, probably holding you back or something. But at least for me, the the wait was well worth it, I would say, because I know that, you know, it was late in January when Red Bull announced that 2020 junior lineup. And I'm so glad you sort of even advised or, you know, issued a sort of a clarification of why your name was added later. And it was all sort of to make sure that you were 100 percent. But uh, thanks so much for your time, uh, Jehan. It's it's always lovely to talk to you, uh, even, uh, you know, on the podcast and everywhere else that we meet. And I'll be there in Sanford cheering for you in uh, in the pit. So I'll see you then. Perfect. Thank you, Kunal. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Kunal. Thank you, Jehan. Guys, that was very fun and very interesting. Yeah, it was fun for me. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, and you know, to me, I always knew that Jehan would race in Formula 2. Uh, so that news wasn't surprising at all for me. But the Red Bull racing announcement, that had me go, wow. Like, did this actually happen? Kural, did you see it coming though? No, I mean, absolutely not. Despite being so close to the boundary of Jehan's racing career, I had no clue either. 
and it was such a pleasant surprise right but guys that's it from us this week we will see you next week and that will actually be the week between the last preseason test and the first race of 2020 so there is absolutely a lot to look forward to can't wait for that adios guys adios